Hello and welcome to the Addiction Solution Podcast. I'm Michelle Dunbar. Mark Sharon and I will be talking today about, what are we talking about? Renewal. Renewal. I'll explain in a minute. Okay. We wrote the Freedom Model for Addictions, Escape the Treatment and Recovery Trap, and the Freedom Model for the Family to help people to learn how they can solve addiction and move on with their lives. We offer an incredible opportunity to work with us directly in private, one-on-one classes. You can learn about all of our products at thefreedommodel.org. Or soberforever.net. Or soberforever.net, yep. If you want to know more about the retreat. Okay, so so today's topic, uh, yesterday was Easter. and uh, Happy Easter, everybody. Happy Easter. And since most of our population is Christian of some sort, or has that background, um, I wanted to talk about renewal. And uh, that's the whole point of Easter is this idea of resurrection, right? So it's this idea of having your soul renewed. So I, I, uh, I, I, this isn't a Christian thing. Well, now the it's, pagans really started Easter um, because it's, it is the time of rebirth, you know, here in the Northern Hemisphere. Right. Right. So what I want to talk about is a more general topic of um, the idea that just because you make a mistake or you've made mistakes in the past, right, um, that you can change, that you can start over, that each day is a different day and you get to write the script of your life and move on with your life. And um, for the longest time when you, in in my situation, when I would go down a path that was um, rough, for a period of time <laughs> and I would make a ton of mistakes and I would get really depressed about it. I couldn't seem to get out of my own way, you know, and each bad episode turned into a worse episode, turned into tragedy. And then it was just a total shit show. And I would do this over and over and over and I would have massive regret and then guilt and shame. And then the process would repeat itself. So um, I wanted to use this Easter season, right, this idea of renewal, being renewed, to uh, start over. And I'm doing it myself. And now some people do that during Lent, or there's all kinds of different ways that people do this. Um, but I just thought of this this morning. That's why I did my on-the-road video about that, that you know, just because you make a mistake doesn't mean you have to keep making them. And the other thing is this idea that AA pushed that one drink equals a drunk, you know, is God, that's awful. It's a terrible precedent to set in your head. And it's it's not true. Just because you make a mistake or you have a few beers or you smoke some pot or whatever it is you might do doesn't mean that you have to go down and, and binge hard for the next week and destroy your life. Right. You know. Right. So this this concept, this all or nothing concept that uh treatment and the recovery society holds that um, a drug is a drug is a drug. You know, they used to say that in AA all the time, mm-hmm. in NA. Uh, Except for nicotine and caffeine, apparently. That's right, because you can, <laughs> if you've ever been to a, well, I don't know what it's like now. I really don't. I, I don't know if they can smoke inside, but my God. I, we had a meeting in Troy, Troy, New York, that was called Saturday Night Live in this concrete basement. It literally was just a, like a, a, a bucket you went into that was concrete underground under this this community center 
and it was filled with smoke. Oh and, my God! Uh, do, you, so, do you remember that? Yes. And so it, awful. It was just like chokingly thick <laughs> and scary people. <laughs> and scary people. I remember watching a lady pick up a chair and start beating on a guy with it because he, he had an affair with her, and the and the wife was there, and it turned into it was crazy. He got cut in the head, and he was bleeding all over the place. But this was sort of Saturday Night Live, you know. <laughs> Anything can happen. <laughs> Anything can happen down in the bucket. Um, so anyway, I mean, we're having some humor here. But uh, so the point is, is that, you know, every human makes a mistake. You know, we all make mistakes and we all maybe try something and then uh, it doesn't work out the way we want it to work out. And I don't know why it is with this idea that you know once you make a mistake you should you know continue making them but that's a that's a recovery idea that they instill in people yeah it's it's like i i used to have the problem where i would lose my temper and then i would compound my bad behavior with worse behavior because i was embarrassed and ashamed and stuff and and it's kind of like with substance use it's pathological it becomes like this uh, that's, diagnosis, that's you know, and, and it's not that at all. It's, it's, we do that because we learn that that's what we do. One drink equals one drunk, right? And I learned that from a young age. So I learned right off the rip that if I drank and got drunk, well, that meant I was an alcoholic. That's a good point. So, so we, we take something that is a behavior, a pretty normal thing, which is embarrassment, let's say. Right. And then we make it into a condition. So you, you make an ass of yourself drunk one night, let's say, and you make some huge mistake and blunder. You get a DWI. You get arrested, whatever it might be, pu- public drunkenness, um, get caught for possession. You're doing jail time, whatever. And then suddenly now you're an addict. That, right. That, that's interesting. So this this podcast has taken a turn here. So that's interesting. So <laughs> so so how does that happen in the recovery society? How how did they take something where you make a simple mistake under the influence, right? And now it's a pathologic defect or disease. Right. Right. And and it's it's a double-edged sword because on the one hand, you get to kind of I don't know, not take responsibility. Because, oh, you know what? My dad was a drunk, so that's why I got drunk and crashed my car. Right. But but the law still makes you go to jail. But you st- <laughs> but I'm still going to be punished. I'm still going to be paying a whole lot of money in fines, and I'm going to be paying attorneys to keep me out of jail, and I'm going to have to lose my license for a period of time, which you look at. Look, at, if you drive drunk and you hurt somebody else, that's fair. Um, you know, driving is a privilege. Uh, but... But to, to make it um, a disease. A disease that you punish if you have it. Yeah. That's interesting. So here you have a disease. Let's let's compare it to cancer. So you, you get cancer. You're diagnosed. It starts to manifest deeply. Let's say that you're in, in your terminal. Right. Which is, by the way, the diagnosis with addiction is terminal. Right. Right? It's forever. It, the best you can have is a daily reprieve. Yep. You start off where you stopped the last time you relapsed. This is all cancer lingo. That is so true. Right? Um, and and yet, we don't pe- put people in jail <laughs> for having cancer. We for, don't. We definitely don't for having a cancer relapse. Right. So so you would 
And the question is why? And that's because you choose addiction. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's, that's why. Which is why there's punishment, which is why there's all of this. And you don't see that with any actual disease. You don't see um, any punishment. Right. None of that. Yeah, that's that's a that's such a strange thing. So let's get back to renewal. So we took a little side trip there. <laughs> so with with renewal, so if you're in the audience and let's say that you had a really tough year and I you know, I'm a lot of people had a tough year. Yeah. A lot of people had a really tough year. We we have a lot of Zoom students now more than we've ever had. Um and a lot of it is because they were at one point identified themselves as in recovery. Then the meetings stopped because of shutdowns of COVID. And then they got lonely and isolated and drinking looked pretty good. And so they, but they believed it's all or nothing, right? Well, not only that, but just what you just described tells you something about the recovery society. So when the meeting stopped, because the the idea in recovery is that you need a meeting you're a meeting, weak yeah and and it's your medicine you know and yep. the meeting makers make it i can't i can't help but throw, <laughs> he, I can't he has help to myself. throw out the uh... a little ridiculousness <laughs> um and uh but because that 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 belief system is so permeates the recovery society when the meetings did go away people did feel powerless over their lives yes. they became panicked um we saw it years and years ago, probably 20 years ago now, when we stopped. We had meetings for a while. Oh, yes. And then on Christmas uh, Day, uh, whatever year it was, I think. 2002. Yeah, we, we disbanded the meetings. And the people we had at the retreat at the time that were going to be a part of this thing that we had developed called the fellowship, all these meetings, they panicked. They freaked out. And then that was the day I realized just how wrong we were to have created oh, a service structure like that. And that was part of the research. We were trying to figure out how any of the, any of the, the current <clears throat> recovery society worked. Right. And that was the last piece that we let go of was the meeting structure. And boy, were we glad to let it go. Oh, we my saw God. the people panic as if it was their lifeblood. Yeah. And we were like, my God, we created the same thing that AA created. We created a dependency society. And uh, these people were prisoners. You really get that mindset that you're a prisoner to those meetings, that you have to go, that your life depends on it. Yeah. So, so, so in the pandemic, that ended for a lot of people. And because the belief so permeates the recovery society we live in, I mean, you see it on movies constantly. God, oh, it's, it's exhausting to watch. Um, I, I actually turn the TV off Me when, too. when that becomes the agenda. Um, but, but yeah, so, so they, they feel panicked and, uh, and it was, I guess what I would like to tell people is you don't need meetings at all. You don't need any of that. You can start the life over in this idea of renewal. Don't go to a meeting. Don't, don't do any of it. You can let it all go and you can make an educated decision about what you want in your life and you can move on. Um, it's completely possible. So maybe part of the renewal for you might be to say, you know what, I'm not going to meetings anymore. I think I'll read the freedom model, learn how to be free and move on with my life. Why not? Yeah, there, there was somebody was commenting in one of the groups that I'm in, one of the non-AA groups, um, and they said something about being an addict. And uh, the, the admin, who, whose group it is, 
said, look at, we don't identify ourselves as that anymore. That is, you know, that's one of the, it's a deprogramming group. And another person was like, well, why can't I speak my truth and say what I think? And it's like, because we don't, you're deprogramming from this whole addict, alcoholic idea um, that, you know, that because at one point in time you had a strong preference for heavy drug use or heavy alcohol use that doesn't define your entire life it doesn't define your being it doesn't have to unless you make it unless you want it to and I I think that's how we started this podcast too was that because the um basically when somebody has I've had a couple people call me and they've been like oh I, I I really screwed up and I'm like okay yeah you know so what are you going to do now? And well, I'm like, did did you stop? Did you keep the binge going? And no, I stopped. And I'm like, well, okay. So f- figure out how to fix anything you screwed up and move on. I had another uh, student from a long time ago uh, call me and say he had done well for like 10 years. And then he just, he went out. And I said, what do you mean you went out? Right. You didn't, you didn't go out from something I, I said you, you made a choice to drink and, and drug and he was like that 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 kind of threw him off for a minute and and I, he goes well I wasn't able to see my son and it just put me over the edge and I said so let me let me get this straight you you couldn't see your son so you decided to drink and I said did that help <laughs> Right. <laughs> right. Did that was that well, no, it didn't help, you know. He thought I was being a little bit rude and I said, No, I'm not being rude. I, I genuinely do, you know, do you want to see your son? Then just stop drinking. I mean, you did it for ten years. It's obvious you, you have the capability. And uh and he was like, You know what? You're right. I, I don't know what I was thinking. I said, I know what you were thinking. You were thinking the recovery nonsense that this is some sort of tragedy. It's not a tragedy. Fix fix your right. life. You're thinking that you're weak, that I can't handle this. I can't handle this problem that I'm going through right now. And somehow, some way, getting drunk, getting high is going to help with that situation. Even if it's for a minute, it'll make me feel better. And in, inevitably, if you've done the freedom model or if you've read it, you know that it's not going to help. And and that's what this person I talked to recently was like, you wrecked it. <laughs> you wrecked it for me. There's no magic there. I was looking for the magic and it wasn't there. Yeah, yeah, I, we get that a lot. <laughs> we do get. It's that. such a relief, though, when you know it is when you know that the drugs no longer provide an escape. You know, us us seventies kids. Do you remember the cartoon? Not cartoon. The the uh, commercial Calgon take me away. Yes, <laughs> yes. A bubble bath does help. Yeah, though. Calgon take me away. <laughs> what, was Calgon? It was a bubble bath. It was. Yeah. Uh, what did okay. you think it was? I thought it was uh, washing machine detergent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I thought it's that. Because you're a dude, and dudes don't take bubble baths. Typically, <laughs> That's good point. Good point. <laughs> so every time somebody we get into the pharmacological effects of alcohol or drugs, and that they don't make people escape. If the person in class with me isn't forty or older, even fifty. I won't say, you know. People won't say because they'll be like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, I, I've done that. I'm like, like, Calgon, take me away. And they're like, what? What? And I'm like, what? Oh, never mind. Forget never. it. Yeah. <laughs> you're too young. Yeah, you're too young. <laughs> that a bubble bath takes you away. Um, okay, so. But drugs don't take you away. No, they don't. So here's the deal. <laughs> Unless you can take it away. 
Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. So so here's the deal. If you uh, if you're feeling down or you're feeling like you're on the cusp of uh, of moving forward or whatever it is you're feeling, we want we want this this podcast to be the beginning of something good for you. Yeah. And um, if you don't know much about the freedom model, please read it. We're going to give you the instructions at the end on how to get a free copy. And if you're struggling really hard, maybe you've read the book, but you don't learn well by reading or you need time out or you need somebody to work with you on this, give us a call and we'll give you the number at the end. Um, and let, let today be a time when you decide to make the change in your life. And it doesn't have to be big. When I did my video this morning, I usually do a, a video on Facebook uh, when I'm driving into work and it's usually about four or five minutes long. I said, you know, the change doesn't have to be big. You don't, that's the problem. People get into this, this situation like a New Year's resolution or something where they do the thing that they don't want to do. Right. Well, that doesn't work. First, you have to want change. So find the change that you actually want. You know, if you made mistakes, say to yourself, I'm not going to make that mistake again. Allow yourself to be human and also do not, do not make a mistake a, a pathology pathological right don't, don't make it a condition don't don't say my depression did this my anxiety don't own that stuff know that that anxiety and depression are something that uh, everybody feels everybody feels that way everybody does everybody gets that frame of mind sometimes and and uh, and but everybody eventually moves on from it they really do so uh, you can choose that for yourself so uh, make that choice. Make that choice today to uh, be renewed. And yeah, uh, and and yeah. and forgive yourself because you're human um, for mistakes that you've made. And and if you know if you decide at one one day oh, I'm just going to tie one on today, be safe about it and let it go when you're done. It's not a you know I'm not I'm not encouraging people to get drunk, but I'm what I'm saying is. What Mark said, which is don't make it about your entire life. Yeah. Like it doesn't one night of drunkenness or whatever it is that you've done that you feel bad about um, doesn't have to define who you are in the in the future at all. And that's that's, I guess, what we're really saying. And that's why it's so important to deprogram from all that addict thinking. Yeah. If you take on the addict identity what happens is it clouds out who you are. I'll, I'll be talking to a guy or a gal or whatever, and we'll be in class, and I'll be like, tell me about yourself, and they'll tell me all these things. Like, I have kids. I, I ran this construction company. I, I was a model at one time. I did this. I did that. I did, and, they'll, and they'll go on for a good solid 10 minutes. And then somewhere along that first or second class, they'll say, I'm an addict. And, and I say, wait a minute. Is it and, – is that all you are? And they're like, yeah, man. I mean, it's been, it's been the last couple of years. It's I'm an addict, you know, and they, or I'm an alcoholic. That's what I do. And I say, wait a minute, you told me all this other stuff. You're a complex person with a life and right. kids and all this stuff and, uh, get rid of the alcoholic moniker or the, or the addict identity. Just throw it out the window, get rid of that immediately. And, um, that can be your first step in renewal. That's where you could yeah. say, you know what? This isn't who I am. This is something I do. Or did. 
and and that is a massive distinction like absolutely a massive distinction and uh now if if all of this seems really foreign to you read the book it's free just we wrote 500 and whatever 400 and 460 pages or yeah. so so that so that you didn't have to do the research that we did so um but we've moved on and you need to know we were hardcore drinkers i had a guy it was it was hilarious who who came on to our site um our facebook group and he said you michelle you were just casual drinkers who were teenagers and then you got over the problem and he, he just was just shy of saying, you know, you're, you're full real. of shit or, or, <laughs> or you're not real alcoholics. Oh, nice. And, and it's and it's if he knew. Oh, my God. If he knew how I grew up. Me, too. I mean, I, I'm not going to defend the point, but just suffice it to say that I know what it's like to be incredibly hopeless. And yeah, and I just want you to know that you don't have to feel that way. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I didn't know that somebody wrote that. Yeah, yeah. it's funny. <laughs> He's it's funny. never told me. Uh, yeah. I was, it was just one comment. No, it's Silly. okay. It's okay. Yeah. But but I used to get that in AA all the time too. Uh, yeah, just, I I so spilled more than you drank, honey. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's helpful. Thanks, Grandma. <laughs> yeah, like it, hope, hopelessness is hopelessness, it, right? It yeah. is. No matter, no matter. You know, it's <clears throat> we don't get into the whole drunkalog and. Um, you know, that the truth of the matter is, I mean, the whole idea that it's a, it's hereditary, Mark and I definitely qualify there because we come from a long line of drinkers. It's not hereditary. It's not by the way, but, uh, but but, that line of thinking, yeah, yeah, that whole line of thinking is very interesting. Um, and, and anybody that thinks that, that, you know, that's, that's the other part of that. That's interesting is anybody that thinks that's ever felt like I don't want to drink and then found yourself drinking. Anybody that's ever, you know, had a habit that they found to be troubling to them, mm-hmm. all qualifies. That's right. You know? It's all painful. It's all painful and... And unnecessary. The freedom model, that's exactly what we talk about is how to stop a behavior that isn't really serving you well anymore, but you're still doing because you don't know what else to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's what addiction is more than anything else um, is, you know, being dedicated to something, even though it's not serving you well anymore. That's right. That's right. So uh, let's talk about how to get the book then. OK, well, you can go to thefreedommodel.org and you go to the tab that says books or our books, books, books. And you can pick, there's the freedom model for the family, which I highly recommend you have your family download that book, um, especially if you're going to be, you know, letting them know that you want to drink moderately or you want some moderate, you know, substance use of some kind, um, then I recommend they read it. Um, Or you pick the freedom model for addictions, which is the book that will help you and you type in coupon code FREEDOM100 at checkout. That's all together, FREEDOM100. Okay, and if you want more help, let's say that um, your life is in total and complete turmoil, or you just need to get away because you feel um, that that's what you need, then you might want to come to the St. Jude Retreat, which is where me and Michelle are sitting right now in my office. Yep. And uh, we can teach you the freedom model there. Uh, you'll get a, uh, a 
a copy of the curriculum when you get here, and then we spend anywhere between three and four weeks uh, going through that curriculum. We can do it in as quick as two weeks, but that's a real tough challenge. Um, so we recommend three weeks if you can. I want to explain something about the retreat. That's A lot of people have this vision of a rehab, right? And you're at a rehab, and you're with a bunch of other drunks, or, you know, heavy substance users, and most of you don't really want to be there. And you don't really see a professional, what, maybe once a day? Right. For, and the rest of the time you're in group therapy. And the, or the rest of the time you're in group with everybody. And so they, they have this vision of what they think the retreat is like. Throw it away. Um, it's It was my father's house. It's a beautiful home. It's like 4,500 square feet. And we are here all the time. Mark and I are here usually from nine in the morning. Well, I get here between eight and eight thirty. Um, and we each spend an evening here where we're here till nine o'clock at night. Um, and we have staff here that's also trained that's here twenty four seven. Um, so you're you're in a home and you're immersed in the freedom model. Yeah, and it's all one on one. There is no group. There is no there is no having to posture in a group setting i went through group therapy for 18 months straight and i hated it i hated being in the hot seat i thought it was ridiculous and it was nothing but a bunch of people posturing because they were all nervous and every insecurity comes out in those types of settings it's a it's it's totally ineffective and having had that experience is one of the reasons we designed this to be all one-on-one. Back yeah. in the early days, we would do classes with as much as three people, and even that wasn't as effective. So uh, we just made it all one-on-one. Right, in right. In a really beautiful, beautiful home where you're comfortable, and we have the chef, and there's a hot tub and a pool and yada, yada, yada. But, but it's really not about that. It's about the education you'll receive is the best in the world. Yeah, yeah, and you can just talk to us as much as you want. Uh, you probably get sick of us by the time you're ready to go. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is people are even when we tell people this, they are utterly shocked when they get here. They go, <laughs> they go, I really couldn't, I couldn't understand. You know. Yeah. Now on soberforever.net, there is a tour that you can a video take, tour, a yep. video tour, so you can see the you can see the retreat. And uh, so if you're in that in that place where you want some renewal, and uh, but you need to get away. Give us a call. It's 888-424-2626. And the website for that specifically is soberforever.net. Now, we also do classes via Zoom, which you may know, um, which for work really well for a lot of people. Um, so if you if you want to check that out, you can also call us at that number um, to do that as well. That's right. All right. So the number. Oh, and if you need detox. Mm-hmm. We work with Gallus Detox. That's G-A-L-L-U-S Detox.com. They're very good at what they do, and they have a place in Denver and Scottsdale, Arizona. So when we have people flying in from the West Coast and they need detox, they go there first, and then they land in Albany. We pick them up, and that's the way it works. Thank you so much for listening today. If you or someone you know is seeking help for a substance use problem or other habitual behavior, or maybe you just want help breaking free and moving past recovery as well, You can call us, 888-424-2626, or go to our website, thefreedommodel.org and soberforever.net. 
Um, Thefreedommodel.org is our hub and it has a ton of free resources and information, including videos, these podcasts, free eBooks, and information about our at-home private instruction program. We told you earlier how to get digital editions of our books. I'll tell you again now. I'll go to thefreedommodel.org, choose the book that you want, and type in Freedom 100 at checkout. You can get that book for free. Paperback and Kindle versions are available for purchase on Amazon, Amazon, one of the other online retailers. If you have questions, you can email us, info at thefreedommodel.org. We'd be happy to answer them. We will, anytime we do our Facebook Live, if you want to um, have us answer questions live, you can always email us there as well. Follow us on social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and subscribe to the Freedom Model YouTube channel. There are, we have Facebook groups. We started for you to discuss your experiences breaking free from addiction and perpetual recovery. They are the Freedom Model Group, moving beyond addiction and recovery, and families moving beyond addiction and recovery. From everyone here at the Freedom Model, we wish you well. Until next time. All right. Take care. Bye-bye, everybody.